Hello, my lovely witches. Welcome to episode 46 of C3 Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm River Kane, and I'm alone again without uh, without Ren this week. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast with just me. Um, let me know if you'd rather I not host without Ren. She talked about taking a break until the semester is over, but I didn't want to stop and leave you guys hanging for that long. So I'm trying to keep it going. I just want to make sure that you're enjoying the content enough for for me to keep going. So today I'm going to be talking about how to use magic to make your life calmer, something that Ren needs desperately. I thought I'd do some research and hopefully come up with some ways to help her out this semester because she is just freaking out, y'all. She's drowning and all the stuff she's got to to do. I'm also going to mention a little bit about Astara because it's right around the corner and uh, you might want to have time to go and, and do some of the ideas I've got. But first, I have to tell you guys what I'm drinking. Today's drink is called the High Empress. I wanted something purple because it's been so springy here. And this drink is made with the Empress 1908 Gin, which is that blue color. You add lemon juice and sparkling wine. Ren likes her drink sweeter, so she might like it with Moscato. I like mine drier, so I like mine with a sparkling champagne. Either way is perfectly fine, but the gin is blue. But when you add that lemon juice, there's this magical reaction, just like making a potion. It's so cool. And it turns it purple. So it's very fun. So um I may have done something similar to this before because I do like this gin. So um, I, I, I may have done something similar before. But anyway, so life is hard. We all have all kinds of responsibilities that sometimes make us feel overwhelmed. That can lead to emotional distress as well as physical distress, honestly. Did you know that anxiety causes difficulty focusing, concentrating, restlessness, irritability, frustration. I think we all know that, but it can also cause serious physical problems like weakness, shortness of breath, um, rapid heart rate, nausea, hot flashes, dizziness. People uh, who experience a panic attack often end up in the ER thinking they're having a heart attack. That's how bad anxiety can be. So I'm, I'm a little worried about Ren. She's working so hard. She's taking more classes than she needs to be taken, trying to get done. So just a little bit worried about her. And I thought this, this might uh, help me find something to help her make, make her feel better. I mean, healing is important. Releasing negative emotions is important for our mental and physical health. Being calm and healthy can also improve how you practice magic. A clear mind and a healthy spirit is essential to casting your best spells. I mean, obviously. So right now, there's a lot of anxiety in the air in general from COVID that we've all been dealing with for years and the war in Ukraine. I kind of feel like the whole world is overwhelmed. I can just feel it quivering with anxiety. Um, And it's impacting every one of us. And each one of us handles stress differently. So why not use magic to bring some calm back into our lives during these times? So first, I'll talk about meditation. I think this is probably the first thing you think of when you talk about trying to calm down. Meditation is a very popular way to do that. It's about learning techniques that encourage a heightened state of awareness and focused attention. 
It's a consciousness changing technique that has been shown to have a wide number of benefits on your psychological well-being. And it's been practiced in cultures all over the world for thousands of years. Nearly every religion, including uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, have some kind of tradition using meditative practices. Did you know, and and you probably have heard of this, the highly trained Tibetan monks, remember hearing about them, how they can control their heartbeat and all of that? Well, they can also control their body temperature by using the power of their mind, even to the point that they're able to dry wet blankets with their body heat. That's that's amazing. And I actually remember not only can these monks you know, lower their heartbeat and all that, but they can do it to the point where they can be thought to be dead. They can lower their heart rate to one beat per whatever and can be thought of as being um, dead. And I actually read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true or not, I couldn't find it, but I remember reading this, that there was this one monk who was announced clinically dead by doctors, uh, but he was actually in this heightened state of meditation. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but the the thought of meditation being able to control your body is, is huge. I mean, if they can do that, then those of us regular people surely can get something out of it as well. It's not only used for religious reasons, though. Uh, many people practice it ind- independently of any religious or spiritual relief uh, belief. It's not necessarily a, a Wiccan thing or a witchy thing or you know that kind of thing. It's just something that can be done individually. Now, witches are naturally nurturing individuals, and sometimes this gift comes with the burden that we don't care for ourselves enough. And this means that our energy can be depleted, which can also lead to anxiety for us. So how do you meditate? Well, there's no right and wrong way. It's going to be what works for you. But generally, you go and you choose a quiet spot that's free from distractions. You turn off your phone, the television, any other distractions. You can play quiet music or sounds or that kind of thing, something calming and repetitive. Set a time limit. If you're just getting started, you might want to try a shorter time limit. I know I can't. My mind just goes everywhere, so I can't do it for very long at this point. Pay attention to your body. Get comfortable. You can sit cross-legged on the floor or in a chair, somewhere as long as you feel comfortable and as long as you can sit in that position or lie down in that position for several, whatever your time frame is, you've got to be comfortable for that, that time frame. Focus on your breathing. You try taking deep breaths that expand your belly, and then you slowly exhale and you pay attention to your body as you inhale and exhale, how each breath feels. You notice your thoughts. I mean, your point isn't to try to clear your mind. Your mind is going to wander, especially if you're like me and you've got 50 million people in your head. But the point is to focus on bringing yourself back to your breath. So that whenever you notice your mind drifting, you you just simply, you know, don't berate yourself. It's not a bad thing. Just bring yourself back to your, your breathing and notice your breathing. Don't judge yourself if, if you can't 
stop thinking about something or you don't try to analyze it at, at this moment. Simply just bring, your, bring yourself back to your deep breathing. Uh, I kind of, I, I mean, I, I have a lot going on in my brain. And so it, I, I tend to want to use guided meditation because if I try to do it myself, I end up thinking about what I am supposed to be cooking for dinner three nights from now. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So I use guided meditation and you can find all kinds of guided, guided meditation on Spotify, on podcasts, um, YouTube, that kind of thing. And I have a favorite one. I have a chakra chakra meditation that I absolutely love. And it's super old. I think it's like 12 years old, but I was able to find it. And it it's very short. I do it in the mornings when I wake up before I even get out of bed. So I'm just laying there in bed where I'm already comfortable. And it helps me clear my chakras and bring more energy into my body, fresh energy into my body. And it helps make me ready for the day. I absolutely love it. I mentioned this to Ren and she says, I don't have time. I don't have time to take the time to meditate. You know, she's in class from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. with barely time to eat in between. So she's uh, just trying to find time to, to survive and can't really take time out to find a meditative spot, even though I think she needs it. I think it would help her. Um, I, I do think that you need to schedule a mental health break into your day. So if her classes start at eight and end at eight, then maybe she just needs to wake up 20 minutes earlier. Okay. Easy for me to say, you know, every minute of sleep counts and she's exhausted all the time. So even that 20 minutes is hard for her to find. Um, So what else can you do if you don't do meditation or if meditation isn't right for you? And I thought about yoga, which is to me similar to meditation. I don't know enough about yoga to to say anything about it, but I know that that's also an option. But again, you have to find time to go to a yoga class or, you know, I I think there's yoga routines on um, YouTube. So just at home, you can find a, a YouTube yoga and try to do that. But again, for her, it's the trouble of trying to find that time to do that, even though I think in the long run, that is what she should do. She's just so overwhelmed. I don't, I think it would freak her out to try to find that time to take that time away from all the other stuff she's got to do, even though I think she should. So maybe aromatherapy might be something. Smell is definitely a a way to get your body to relax. Mother nature has blessed our world with so many lovely scents. Did you know that actually smell is the first of our senses that develops? I didn't know that. And not only that, but women have a better sense of smell than men. Didn't know that either. So during the dark ages, dark ages, um, ages, wow. During the dark ages, aromatherapy was actually banned by the Catholic church and they had to go underground to practice it. The Catholic church thought that the only way to cure illness was not through natural remedies, but through praying and bloodletting. And this ban on aromatherapy lasted for centuries. That's weird to me. Aromatherapy allows us to feel grounded within our personal space and at peace with our bodies. Uh, This method is especially effective for anxious witches. We're connected to nature and therefore using nature in its many forms elevates us. It elevates our moods. It relieves stress. It realigns us with 
nature. Not only that, but certain aromatherapy might help improve sleep. You know, we've talked about lavender, which is um, a smell that helps you to sleep. And sleep is definitely key to easing anxiety. Burning a candle, a scented candle, or adding a few drops of the um, essential oils we've talked about into your bath or wearing essential oils like rose oil for self-love or lavender for relaxation can help us more feel more attuned to nature and help us feel more calm and grounded. Also smelling fresh citrus fruits like lemons, limes, grapefruits, and oranges can help flip a bad mood into a positive mood. It adds positivity and reduces stress. I didn't know that, but I do know that Rin right now is really into lemonade. And so maybe she's kind of guided herself to the citrus scent to help uh, relieve that stress. Um, and plus, she loves her scented candles. Boy, that girl, man. Um, unfortunately, she's hardly ever home. So being able to sit in a home with, you know, the candles, just, she's never there to light a candle. And I have a feeling her teachers wouldn't be too thrilled with her bringing a lighted candle. And, you know, don't, don't mind me, teacher. I'm just going to light this candle here on my desk. Yeah, I, somehow, I just don't think that would that would go. But she could use essential oils on her skin. She could diffuse her essential oil, roll them on her skin after she dilutes it with the carrier oil that we talked about. Um, one recommendation I heard was that you need to dilute a uh, essential oil 15 to 1 with a carrier oil. And the aromas that can be used to relieve anxiety are lavender, eucalyptus, valerian, jasmine, chamomile, frankincense, and rose. So I'll suggest it to her. Maybe that will be something that would help her. Crystals. We all love our crystals. I have a crystal for that. Crystals and stones can be used to absorb negative energy and relieve anxiety and provide soothing vibes. So stones that do that are rose quartz, black tourmaline, selenite, obsidian, turquoise, something called shungite. I don't know that one. Jade, there's more, and you can hold them in your hand. You can carry them on your person. You can wear them in jewelry or put them under your pillow. And one of the new books that I just got that I posted a picture of on my Instagram, it talks about sodalite being a great relaxing crystal, and it allows us to get over the mental hurdles that we struggle with every day. So this is one I think I that Ren really can do. I need to make her some jewelry with some calming crystals that she can wear. I just have to be sure to, to create something that's got her vibe because she's got that hippy dippy 70s style thing going. So, you know, if she's going to wear jewelry, it's got to be something that she likes, but I may try to do that for her as well. And then herbs, herbal tea is a great way to help anxiety. And she does drink her tea. She loves her tea. Just the act of sipping on tea in and of itself relieves anxiety. But then if you choose herbs that are known to help reduce anxiety, you get that double effect. So herbal teas that can relieve anxiety include chamomile, rosebud, valerian, lemon balm, and mint. And then if you add some local honey from your area, then that brings you even closer to nature. So you can also use herbal incense, um, which is the scent of that herb itself. 
And But then again, if you're not home to do incense, you can't walk around with an incense stick either. I think that would be a problem. Um, you can make a sachet with herbs in it. I think that you could put under your pillow or next to your bedside table or carry with you. Another way to do this is through sound to relieve anxiety is through sound. Sound can be a great way for witches to ease their anxiety. Think about how music changes your mood with a great, when a great song comes on, all of a sudden your whole being changes. Um, You know, you just feel uplifted. Music can help you re uh, help you refocus your negative vibes. Sound therapy. It's, it's a thing. It's been proven to lower stress and help you sleep. I actually have that app calm and I listen to falling rain at night and I sleep great with that sound. My husband loves it too. In fact, whenever we don't have sound, it's hard to sleep. Now we've gotten used to that kind of white noise in the background. And I like the nature ones. I did try the crackling fire once and he had nightmares about the house burning down. So I'm not allowed to use that one anymore. I'm also a big one into those sounds that res- that correspond with our chakras. I love singing bowls, and I actually want one for my birthday this year. The, the sound that radiates a vibration is supposed to help promote healing. Um, I've also heard of sound baths, but I, I've never done one. I'm not even really sure how that works, but it's supposedly everyone in attendance are bathed in sounds um, and the sounds are produced by various things like healing instruments, such as gongs, singing bowls, percussion, chimes, rattles, tuning forks, even the human voice itself, which that sounds a bit much to me. I, I feel like I would get a headache. I like the singing bowls. Um, I love my wind chimes, you know, outside on my deck. They, I have wind chimes that just when the wind blows, they they almost sound like singing bowls. I love that kind of sound. It is very healing to me, but I don't want to add other things into that because I think I would feel overwhelmed by the sound. Um, I did get Ren some wind chimes for her deck, but her husband doesn't like wind chimes. So I don't know that she'll ever be able to really enjoy them. Plus she's never home to go out on her deck to listen to them. And then ritual baths, of course, which we did a whole episode on these. Uh, That was episode 43. So go listen to that if you want to learn more about ritual baths. Cleansing your space. And this is one that that Ren does do. This She's weird to me. She Cleaning makes her calm. (laughs) I I would rather just ignore it. But uh, don't forget that magical energy can build up and you do need to periodically cleanse your space. If you are feeling anxious and can't think of a reason why, try doing a smudge or other cleansing of your area. It could be that your space is holding residual negative energies and you just need to clear it out. It also helps to physically clean your space. And this is what Ren loves to do. She is a clean freak and she, you know, loves to to clean and it makes her feel better. Uh, and nothing says that nothing says that you can't do both of those together, cleaning physically and spiritually at the same time. You can do a chant. You can dance around as you clean, listen to music. Um, not only does physically cleaning have a making a clean space make you feel better, but combining it with a ritual can kill two birds with one stone. So I might suggest to her, since she does clean all the time, to try to add in a chant or a dance or, you know, 
lemon smells and that kind of thing while she's cleansing her her space. Lighting also affects your mental health. You know, there's that thing with the winter blues where the world is kind of gray all the time and it can lead to depression. It's a real thing. So add extra lights to your room, add more candles. Candles always make me feel happy. Uh, it could be though, because I've got some fire witch in me. I, I do love fire. Um, I, I feel unhappy without enough light, like depending on my reason being in the room. I, I love to have a lot of light when I'm cooking or working, but I like it to be dimmer if I'm reading and watching TV. It just depends on, on what I'm doing, but I like a very light space. You can journal. And this is something she can actually do when she's in between classes up on campus. She doesn't have enough time to come home, but she could pull out a journal and journal. You can um, get rid of all kinds of negative thoughts and energies, as well as reiterate happy thoughts, which I think is important too. I actually uh, have a Pinterest happy board that I save pictures to that I can go and look at when I'm feeling down. And I can do that anywhere because I've got Pinterest on my phone. I've got the Pinterest app on my phone. Um, I also, I remember one of my aged aunts, she lived by herself. Her husband had died and she would get depressed sometimes. So I made her a happy jar. I would put little happy notes and thoughts or pictures into this jar and I decorated it and the notes were all decorated and I decorated the jar so all she had to do when she was feeling down was pull a happy thought out every time she needed one. So I think I might do that for Ren too. At any rate, back to journaling. Um, you can find a journal that fits your needs. I, I love journals. I love, you know, there's some with witchy covers. There's some that are plain, but have cool insides. Um, you know, there's journals that have prompts. If you can't think of anything to say, I know sometimes I'm sitting here looking at a blank page going, journal, but I don't know what to talk about. So there are all kinds of journals out there with prompts specifically for anxiety or anti-anxiety. I think I actually might make some digital witchy wellness wellness pages uh, for my Etsy shop that I just opened, the Bats and Bobbles. I think I've told you all about it. And then y'all can just download them and they can have, they'll have different prompts to help you journal if you're anxious and I can get some of these to Ren as well. I mean, cause that's also something that, you know, she can do in between classes, charm bags. You know, I talked about the sachets. You can use the herbs and the crystals that I talked about before to make a charm bag to carry with you. I'm going to do this for Ren. I'm, I'm going to totally overdose this girl with good vibes and hopefully get her through this semester with the help and the love and the vibes that, that I have for her. Um, I am basically going to start practicing self-care myself. I clearly like all witches tend to think about other people more than myself. Uh, but I am going to make some charms for myself, some charms for Ren, things that I can carry with me. And hopefully that will help her and myself get through this semester and get us both back to you guys. So I also want to talk a little bit about Astara because it's right around the corner. In the Northern Hemisphere, this is coming up on March 20th of this year, 2022. And it is the spring equinox for us. It's the time of year. It's that day when day and night are equal in time. And in the summer hemisphere, it's time for them to celebrate their autumnal equinox. Uh, 
But since I'm here in the Northern Hemisphere, that's what I know. So that's, um, I'm going to talk about the spring equinox for us. It's a time to celebrate harmony and balance. Uh, Many years, Ostara and Easter are pretty close in time frame. So you can kind of combine those if you're inclined to do that. Easter is scheduled for the Sunday after the first full moon after the equinox. So this year, Easter seems super late because the full moon in March is March 18th and Ostara is March 20th. So the first full moon after Ostara is going to be late. So it's sometime like mid-April. Ostara is a fertility celebration in addition to celebrating the return of light. From this day forward, light is going to gain in time over the darkness. Some modern ways to celebrate might be to plant seeds to get ready for your garden. If you're in the northern climes, uh, like one of our um, patrons, she's up north, so she can't plant her garden outside right now, but she can start seeds inside. Uh, You can start your garden journal. My husband and I started ours last week. We ordered our seeds. We're super excited to get this year's uh, garden going. We're going to grow bush beans and pole beans and yellow squash, cucumbers, carrots, turnips. Um, Usually we do lettuce. We didn't buy seeds for that because we, I think we usually get the lettuce and actual plants. We're going to do tomatoes and peppers as well that we get in plants. We don't do those from seeds. Um, arugula. I love arugula. It's one of my favorite lettuces out there. I just, I love that in my salad. So we're very, very excited about the coming spring. Other celebration ideas might to be, might be to decorate your altar. I just put up some Ostara altar cards on my Etsy shop that bats and baubles, and you can just download them, cut them out and instantly decorate your altar. If you don't have time to go out and pick flowers and that kind of thing. Put these cards on your altar. It gives it the vibe of spring and Ostara. So that's one way to do it. I'm actually working on making some resin eggs with flowers and stuff in them, but I don't think I'm going to have them up in time to order in time for Ostara. Feasting is a way that I like to uh, celebrate any holiday. So try making egg dishes like scotch eggs or creamed egg on toast. I think I'll post recipes for our patrons. I haven't done any recipes in a while for our patrons. So I think I'll post those on our Patreon site for our patrons. Have a spring tea party with little tea sandwiches. Make dandelion tea. I like to eat spring vegetables during the spring feast. So asparagus, I love asparagus. That's the time, this time of year. Deviled, deviled eggs would be perfect. Ham. So that, that would be a great feast for Ostara. Decorate with daffodils and other flowers. Um, this is the time when the energy of spring rises up. And it's also a time of ritual cleaning. So sweep away old patterns and bring in renewal. So that is what I have on Ostara. There's so much more, but last year we did an episode on Ostara, I believe. So it would have been one of our very first episodes. So you can go and listen to that for even more because I think Ren talked about the correspondences and the colors and that kind of thing. So you can go listen to that for more details. So that's all I've got today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Let me know if 
I'm bad. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that you're getting a lot out of me doing this by myself. So, you know, if, if this is, if I'm horrible, please just let me know. And I can wait until Ren is ready to come back to, we can put this on hold. I just didn't want to do that. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy researching. I enjoy talking, obviously. So I, I would like to keep going on if this is something that you all are getting something out of. You can find us at our website. That is the best place to find us and get in contact with us. It is c3witchypodcast.com. Our email is there. Our episodes are there. Links to our social media. We've got TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And links to those are all there. Um, we do have our newsletter of the month posted there. We've got a blog, which we need to work on a little bit more. Um, all kinds of things are there. The button to take you to our Patreon is there on the very first page. Click that button. It takes you to our Patreon and you can support us uh, there. We do thank our patrons that we have now. We can't do this without you. Um, and in return, we try to do special things for our patrons. We have um, witchy uh podcast episodes just for our patrons. We have all kinds of, of things to, to download. We've got exclusive drink recipes, uh, other kinds of recipes. So we try to, oh, and you get a tote bag right off the bat if you um, uh, become a patron. So please do that. And I do want to advertise my uh, bats and baubles. It is on Etsy. So it's www.etsy.com slash shop slash B-A-T-S-A-N-D-B-A-U-B-L-E-S-I-N-C. That is the link to my shop. And I'm putting things up a little bit at a time. Made my first sale today. I make these um, collars for which familiars. And this one had a little Ouija uh, charm on it and it sold. So I'm very excited about that. So, you know, I got jewelry, I've got the, the altar cards to help decorate your altar, all kinds of things that I keep putting up. So check back regularly. I'm trying to find time to get all my items put up for sale, but thanks again. And we will be back. <laughs>